Senators agree on a new gun control bill, but would it have stopped any of those mass shootings we were talking about earlier in the last few weeks? Probably not. Let's take a look at it. Uh, police departments can't afford those sexy cars they drive anymore, and one company has a great idea about how we should spend our breaks at work. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, let's get going. First off, Kamalaisms. Every day. Every day. We, let's just listen to Joe Biden because he is the biggest Kamala-ism maker in the world right now. He was in front of the AFL-CIO today, and he just made a complete ass out of himself. So let's listen. He has three quotes here that I, I was able to find, and oh my God, they're just terrible. Listen to this first one. First, I'm doing everything in my power to blunt Putin's gas price hike. Just since he invaded Ukraine, it's gone up a dollar seventy-four gallon. Because of nothing else but that. Okay, he's trying too hard here. He really is trying too hard here. I, I, I listen. No one believes that Putin caused the gas. The gas prices were going up well before um, Putin attacked Ukraine in February. So to sit back and say, well, this is all because of Putin. No, that's not it. And doesn't explain anything else. They just did a poll. 70% of people don't believe him. They're blaming Joe Biden for this mess. And the reality is he created this mess. But here's something that I think, um, here's another quote that he kind of gaffs a little bit. Well, I mean, he gaffed a lot. He, he, he gaffed in that. You could tell he could, he's slurring his words. In that last uh, in that last clip, but here's something I don't think Stacey Abrams is going to actually appreciate this. Listen, and Stacey Abrams is here as well. By the way, I'm going to ask you all a favor: help her in Georgia. Help Stacey Abrams in Georgia. There's three things I learned about her early on. One, she's loyal. Two, she's capable. And three, she's smarter than you, me. She knows what she's doing. So folks, please help her out. Okay, that gaffe at the end, he, he that wasn't a gaffe. He, he does think she's smarter than you. She thinks they're all smarter than us. Which is why we're in the mess we're in right now. Because these people, they're not. They're stupid. And Stacey Abrams has a snowball in hell's chance of winning uh, the governorship in uh, Georgia. And not to mention, um, she doesn't want Joe Biden's support. She doesn't want Joe Biden pushing for her. She actually skipped meetings with Joe Biden. She skipped a rally he had with Joe Biden in Georgia because Joe Biden is not popular in Georgia. She doesn't want his support. Okay, this last clip, and this last clip is the one I was actually going to only play this one until I heard those other clips, and I thought, oh, no. I got to play this clip. Got to play these clips. But this is one where this is the big problem with Joe Biden right here. This is the big problem with Joe Biden and the economy right here. 
And he does something that really is annoying, but you know it's true. You know he feels this way. He gets mad, and he starts yelling at people. And he started yelling at the audience about the the economy and about how it's his spending and his regulations had nothing to do with the economy, which is a complete BS economics 101. We, we, we all prove this. We all know this. This is crap we learned in high school economics. Listen to what he says here. I don't want to hear any more of these lies about reckless spending. We're changing people's lives. Well, he is changing people's lives. We're all poor. Our savings account aren't worth crap. Let's go over what's going on with the Biden economy. The stock market is crashing. 495 of the 500 S&P top 500 companies lost stocks in stocks yesterday. People are cashing in their 401ks to pay their bills because inflation has gone up 8.6%. Prices have gone up 18% from last year. That's an average. People are now spending a month's salary to pay for inflation. Gas is up 63% from last year. And I got news to you, it wasn't because of Putin. Some of it had to do with Putin. And then he sits there and he blames corporations. The producer price index is up 10.8%. Companies that produce goods are losing money because inflation is only up 8.6%. So they are actually losing money. We're now in a bear market. The stock market has crashed like a comet. I haven't changed. It was down 850 points yesterday. Cryptocurrencies are crashing. And the, the how, how are they handling it? Okay, well, they're going to raise uh, interest rates another three quarters of a point instead of half a point. So now, affording a house or even a car is impossible. By the way, they needed to raise probably three, they needed to raise the interest rates, maybe three, four percent to slow down spending, but they don't want to do that. And they don't want to do that because that will cost jobs. And they just keep spending and they just keep adding regulations and things are just getting worse. We are going to be in a recession, not next year, like they're talking. We're going to be in a recession within the next few months. If we're not already there. And one day, they're just going to say, yeah, we're in a recession. And they don't know what to do about it. Here's Karen uh, Jean-Pierre in, in, a, in a news interview asked by Peter Ducey, what the hell's going on? We are completely underwater here. And here is her BS answer. It is this gal. Oh, my gosh. Listen. Thanks, Kareem. President Biden once bragged about the stock market hitting record after record after record on my watch. How about now? Meaning the stock market. All the gains from President Biden's time in office have been wiped out. So, as you know, we're watching, we're watching closely. Uh, we know families are concerned about inflation in the stock market. 
that is something that the president is is really aware of. And so, look, we face global challenges. We've talked about this. Uh, this is we're not the only country dealing uh, with what we're seeing at the moment as it relates to inflation. You know, Putin, Putin's price hike, inflation uh, coming coming out of a once in a generation uh, global pandemic. All all of those things play a factor. And, uh, and you know, it, but the thing, the way that we see this is that the American people are well positioned uh, to face these challenges because of the economic historic uh, gains that we have made uh, under this president, under this president in the last 16 months. She has no answer. She doesn't know what to say. She's reading this, by the way. And when she called on Peter Ducey, you could see just the look of frustration on her face. By the way, stock market down 225 points right now. Yeah, we're, we're in a bear market. There's very little question. And I do want to say, I'm watching Fox News right now. They're not putting any of that up because that's really what's important is the stock market right now. It's crashing because it's really showing us what what's happening with the economy. People want to get out. By the way, that Corinne Jean-Pierre, she's so freaking incom- incompetent. Thank God she's black and gay. Oh, I'm so glad she's black and gay because then, you know, yeah, well, whatever. Okay, anyway, this weekend, the Senate has agreed on a new gun control bill. Now, the bill has not been put on paper yet. Okay, it was just an agreement. It was basically just a skeleton of the bill. But let's take a look on what this bill actually does. Now, I got this from uh, Daily Wire. They actually have a bunch of stuff. So a lot of this information is from the Daily Wire. Go to Dumbass Talk and Politics, and you can actually take a look at what they're trying to do. So there are nine points that this bill goes over. First off, support for state crisis intervention orders. So what this does is it provides resources to states and tribes to create and administer laws that help ensure deadly weapons are kept out of the hands of individuals whom the court has determined to be a significant danger to themselves or others, consistent with state, federal, due process, and constitutional protections. Um, basically, this does nothing. We already have those laws. So I, I'm not exactly sure what that is supposed to do. Okay, next. Investment in children and family mental health services. National expansion of community behavioral health center model. Major investments to increase me- access to mental health and suicide prevention programs and other support services available to the community, including crisis and trauma intervention and recovery. I don't mind this too much, but again, this is more bureaucracy on top of more bureaucracy. So we're going to hand money out, but how do we know it's working and how do we know the money is being spent correctly? So... I think we've got a huge mental health problem. I believe we need to invest in mental health. I just don't know if government throwing money at mental health, which, by the way, is really a democratic thing, throw more money at it, is actually going to fix a damn thing. Protection, okay, the next one is protection for victims of domestic violence. Uh, basically, if you're convicted of domestic violence, I'm not even going to read this one. If you're convicted of domestic violence, you can't buy a gun. Um, that's already the law. If I am convicted of any kind of felony, it's I don't I can't buy a gun. I'm not exactly sure what that's supposed to do. I mean, good, 
but it's already illegal to buy a gun if you are a domestic abuser and you've been convicted for it. Next one, funding for school-based mental health and supportive services. Garbage. Garbage. Um, do we seriously need to give more money to the schools? They have been making billions of dollars since the start of this pandemic and they've done nothing. So now we're going to give them more money? And by the way, the schools have actually jacked this whole thing up in the first place. Hey, Uvalde, they knew this guy kid was nuts. They did nothing about it. Now we're going to give them more money? No, that's garbage. Funding for school safety resources. So let's listen to this one. Invest in programs to help institute safety measures in and around primary and secondary schools. Support school violence prevention efforts. That's garbage. And provide training to school personnel and students. I need some more clarification on this one. What does that mean? You're going to have an armed guard. You're going to build walls. You're going to have a single entrance. You're going to have metal detectors. You're going to train teachers how to use guns. What, what does this mean? Again, none of this is written down. So that seems like a good idea. I like it. But And by the way, school violence prevention efforts, I don't know what that means. Give me some definition. Okay, clarification of definition of federally federally licensed firearms dealer. So basically, they're going to really determine, they're going to make put more regulations on firearms dealers. That's garbage. That's not going to do a damn thing. I mean, everything that was done had nothing to do with the firearms dealers. All these guns were purchased legally because the mentally insane... By the way, Joe Biden's son, Hunter, bought a gun, had a background check, bought a gun. He was addicted to drugs. He bought a gun. He got through. What's this going to do? Telehealth investments. I think telehealth is part of the problem, especially in the mental health industry. Our kids are having mental health problems because they've been kept out of school for the last two years. They are socially alone. Why would we make it so that, oh, now we're going to have the um, we're going to have our kids go to a psychiatrist over the over Zoom calls again. I think telehealth needs to be pulled back a little bit because our kids need to actually talk to somebody. Under twenty one enhanced review process. Okay. Um. So what? What's that? What What does that mean actually? Here's the problem they're having. They really want to raise. Uh, the laws to make it that you have to be 21 to buy a, a gun. The problem is you can't do that. It's unconstitutional. And there is, there is in the Federalist Papers, it's been made clear. Past precedents, it's been made clear. And then you've got the other issues, like you can join the Army at 18, you can vote at 18, but you can't buy a gun until you're 21. There, there, there's some huge problems with that, but they now they want an enhanced review process. They want an investigative period. There are a couple problems with this right off the bat. Uh, one, investigative period. First off, it's already been thought that the um, uh, the wait time to get a gun should be unconstitutional, and a lot of people are fighting that right now in the courts. So I don't know how that's going to do. And not to mention, what would have that changed in Uvalde? What would have changed that change? Okay, he's got to wait seven more days to get a gun. 
Big frickin' deal. And penalties, of course, for straw purchasing, which basically cracks down on criminals who illegally sell guns, which is not going to do a damn thing. You see where I'm going with this whole thing. Right now, there are 10 Republicans who will sign on to the bill. That's going to be enough to override the filibuster. They will have a majority. This will pass. This will pass. Joe Biden is happy about this. He doesn't think it goes far enough. I mean, let's face it. He wants to ban guns altogether. He wants to pull a, a Justin Trudeau. Um, but it's a step in the right direction. And But Joe Biden needs a win somewhere. He, he needs a win. And his economy is so bad, he needs a win. I also want to know about the security in schools crap, because it doesn't mention anything. We need, we need armed security in schools. We need metal detectors. We need walls instead of fences. What type of training do they want to implement? So what's not in the bill, which I'm kind of happy about, though a lot of people are talking about this, um, they want to ban assault rifles. That's not in the bill. It's unconstitutional. That's why it's not in the bill. They want to, and by the way, assault weapon, you're going to have to put a definition of what an assault weapon is for that to work. They want an expansion of red flag laws. Red flag laws are unconstitutional. That's not in the bill. They say it might be in the bill. A lot of people are saying that it's actually in the bill. I, I Again, the bill hasn't been written down. We don't know what the bill looks like. Red flag laws make it that if uh, you can actually be banned from buying a gun simply because someone says something. So if I have a neighbor and the neighbor doesn't like me, the neighbor can sit there and say, this guy's crazy. It can be even unanimous, uh, anonymous. This guy's crazy and then meanwhile I can't buy a gun and they can actually strip me of my guns. So that's not it. Raising the age to 21. So red flag laws, by the way, they're... they're actually seen as unconstitutional because they do violate due process, uh, which is, I think, the 14th Amendment. Uh, raising the age to 21, they, they didn't put that in there. Basically, again, it's unconstitutional. They can't do it. Um, a gun database, which is something they really were pushing for. A gun database not going to be in the bill. Also, the gun database is unconstitutional. And the one that I'm really glad they didn't add, removing culpability, uh, uh, enhancing or allowing culpability of gun manufacturers, which means if I buy a Smith & Wesson and I shoot my girlfriend, my girlfriend's family can sue the gun manufacturer. By the way, that's unconstitutional too. I know that Joe Biden has said that, hey, all company, no, that's not true. If I run, if I get run over by a car, my family can't sue the car manufacturer. So that that's just not true. But that's all this stuff they wanted to put, they wanted in the bill, and it's not in the bill. That's good. If it is in the bill, we'll review this later on because it's not going to be something that I'm going to want. And I swear to God, these Republicans that are in there, uh, we seriously, a lot of them, like. Cornyn, uh, Romney, these guys need to be out of office. They're just absolutely terrible. And they're doing everything the Democrats want. Okay, so let's get into some uh, 
I'd say easier stories, more fun stories, but they're not. Uh, Michigan is in big trouble. Um, Isabella County Sheriff Michael Main posted on Facebook that um, they've run out of money in their fuel budget, and they have three and a half month, months before the budget resets. By the way, gas is up to $5.20 a gallon. Maine said uh, before he deleted the Facebook post, quote, we have exhausted what funds are, were budgeted for fuel with several months to go before the budget reset. That's three and a half months left. I have instructed the deputies to attempt to manage whatever calls are acceptable over the phone. I want to assure the community that safety is our primary goal. Now, he did assure that police would be sent out for any violent crimes where police are necessary. But now they're going to handle everything over the phone because they don't have the money for gas. So there you go, I guess. Um, I don't know. You know, I guess that's one way to defund the police, raise inflation to the point that they can't actually do their jobs. Michigan isn't the only place that's having this. There are some, a bunch of small towns are having this. It's, there are small towns in Texas, which, by the way, has the lowest gas prices in the country. There are places in Texas that are also ran out of budgets. Be prepared for more of this. The left got what they wanted. They wanted to defund the police. Well, just raise inflation. Raise gas prices. There's a way to defund the place. Okay, another another story. I actually saw this story, and I couldn't believe it. I had to read this story twice because I couldn't believe the title. And it turns out the title is exactly what the story was about. So I had to hear this. I had to read this thing. You have to hear it. According to the New York Post... Masturbation may no longer be considered not safe for work. As part of a social sex per permit, sex permit, an enterprising Spanish-born pornography company allowed its workers to pleasure themselves at the office, with the lucky employees claiming it improved their attitude and productivity. A video detailing their stimulating workplace experience is blowing up online. I feel more balanced in my workflow. Yerdeline, a social media manager with an adult entertainment firm, Erica Lust Films, told Jam Press of the groundbreaking measure. Porn purveyor and director Erica Lust implemented the salacious policy last year after noticing that her employees were, quote, agitated, end quote, and, quote, performing with less energy, end quote, due to the coronavirus pandemic. In accordance, she allowed the firm's 36 employees uh, a half-hour self-gratification session every day and set up a masturbation station outfitted with lube, sex toys, and screens streaming the company's products. There's even a bed to enhance the effect. A masturbation room with lube, sex toys, and porn. I... It's not required by the company. The employees don't have to do it. But really? They say it's working. People are more relaxed and more productive. 
I can tell you what job I would not want to take with this company. The job of janitor having to clean up this room. My God, what's happening in this, comp in this world? Oh, well, there's something else. Here's another example of uh, the left not grooming kids. According to Redux.info, a professor of ethics at Oslo Metropolitan University in Norway has called to legalize AI-generated child pornography, claiming that pedophilia has been seen as an innate sexuality that requires destigmatization. Ole Martin Moen, a gay man who identifies as queer, of course, we got to know that, currently serves as a member of the advisory board on Norway's patient organization for gender incongruence, PKI, a social and political lobby group for trans rights. According to their official website, PKI's purpose is to provide access to gender-affirming treatment to the public, regardless, quote, regardless of factors like non-binary identity, sexual practice, and having other diagnoses. End quote. Moen has also served as academic counsel for Civita, Norway's largest liberal think tank since 2015. I want to point something out here. Norway is not the United States, and Norway has very different laws. Um, right now, Norway doesn't have free speech and things like that. There is actually a woman who said that men who think they're women cannot be lesbians, and she is looking at three years in prison for, for saying something like that. But the fact that this guy is not facing anything from the law because he's trying to make pedophilia into its own sexuality is pretty weird. And don't kid yourself. They want to do that in the United States, too. This guy wrote a paper in 2015 called The Ethics of Pedophilia. That paper ended up being republished in 2018 into sociology textbooks that are all over the world, including the United States. So this nut, nut job is actually being read by people, by students, college students in the United States. You still want to send your kids to college? The abstract of that paper, Ethics for Pedophilia, it said this, in this paper, it is argued that pedophilia is, a, is bad only because and only to the extent that it causes harm to children and that pedophilia itself, as well as pedophilic expressions and practices, that do not cause harm to children are morally all right. I've talked about this before. No, it should be, pedophilia should be stigmatized. It should be seen as bad. It should not be normalized. It should not be embraced as just another sexuality. This is the give a mouse a cookie principle. We first let gay people get married, then we have trans people, now they're teaching trans people in schools, now we're supposed to use pronouns, now we're embracing pedophilia. This stuff, this is what's happening. This madman writes in his paper that your kids are reading in colleges, we must appreciate that sexual attraction towards children is 
often a deep and integral part of pedophiles' personalities, he writes, while suggesting that pedophiles should not be held responsible for their actions as many pedophiles are ignorant of the truth that adult child sex practices, uh, sex exposes children to harm. Um, that's why you don't normalize it. This is one sick effort. The reason you don't normalize child adult sex, you stigmatize it is so that people know. And by the way, that's BS too. Adults know sleeping with a kid is bad. If you watch any kind of, of uh, show that shows people going after pedophiles, they all know what they're doing is wrong. Okay, the paper continues. When you, are, when you were 11, it is not unlikely that you were sexually attracted to a pre-puberty children. The mental state of finding children sexually attractive is common. Youngness, the property children have in excess. The property children have, because children are human beings. This is a sick, this is a sick part of the left. They see children as property. They don't see people as human beings. Is a property that, when present, when present to lesser extent, is widely considered sexually attractive. As such, what makes pedophiles diverge from others is that they prefer more youngness than does the average person. To prevent harm to future children, we would also be well advised to start teaching high school students not just what to do in case they are victims of sexual abuse, but also what to do in case they themselves are pedophiles. A certain percentage of high school students either are or will become pedophiles, and currently they are not given any advice on how to handle that their sexuality. Normalize it. So in other words, start indoctrinating in high school that you're a pedophile, you know what, but that's okay. This is how you deal with it. This is indoctrination. This is what they do. This is what they're doing. Listen, I don't want to normalize pedophile or admire pedophiles. He even says in this article, we should admire pedophiles for not abusing little kids. Well, you should admire me for not raping a woman. You should admire me for not committing murder or stealing. What kind of freaking sick thought, thought process is that? What kind of sick philosophy is that? And yeah, well, now again, I know this is in Norway, but we're already sexualizing kids. I'm going to release a video this week that talks about um, what they did at these pride parades and these sick effing parents that take their kids to these sick effing pride parades. People walking around naked with thongs on. I, it, just disgusting. But that's what we're doing. We are grooming our kids sexually. Maybe we don't mean to. But you know what? There's got to be more to life than just what my penis thinks today. But apparently... That's not what the left thinks. The left thinks it's all about the nether regions. It's all about personal pleasure. I, I, am, I am so disturbed by this story. I can't even tell you. I am so disturbed by this story. I'll save the other two for tomorrow, which I probably was going to do anyway. Okay, visit uh, 
visit my website at uh, dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Uh, visit my visit dumbassestalkingpolitics. Visit dumbassestalkingpolitics on uh, on Rumble. I'm actually going to release probably four videos this week because I recorded a bunch this weekend. I hope you have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Oh,